In this episode of Brazil, I talk with Earl from Jackrabbit Brewing Company in West Sacramento, California, an excellent craft brewery you should definitely check out. But first, let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm here with Brandon, and for the episode of Bruce Stilled, I'm joined by Earl from Jackrabbit Brewing Company in West Sacramento, California. Jackrabbit Brewing makes excellent craft beer ranging from IPAs, sour beers, to lagers, and more. For this episode, I talk with Earl about the origins of Jackrabbit Brewing, the Sacramento craft beer scene, beers from Jackrabbit, their events, and more. So, sit back and relax, open a beer, and tune in my talk with Earl from Jackrabbit Brewing Company. Here we go, folks. Enjoy. So, I'm joined here by Earl from Jackrabbit Brewing Company out of West Sacramento, California. Hello, Earl. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Very welcome. Thank you for joining me here, Bruce Stilled. So my first question is, you just want to ask my guest is, and that is, what is inspiration for the name of Jackrabbit Brewing? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the name of Jackrabbit came about prevalence of Jackrabbits in the area. So when a few, you know, home brewers started brewing in an industrial space, uh, out front, you would see on occasion a Jackrabbit hop by. So um, just kind of took into the local uh, scenery and uh, yeah, it became the name. And now, uh, it's hard to get rid of. What inspired you to get into craft beer? You know, was there a particular beer that got you inspired into craft beer? Um, for me, it was like IPAs when I first started out craft beer. Was there a particular beer style or particular beer that led to that moment of going to your craft beer journey? I think it was a, a, a progression. You know, uh, you know, I started, you know, with Sierra Nevada and, and experiencing flavors that uh, weren't available in the other beers and, and then moved on. Um, you know, Lagunitas, I drank a lot in college. Beyond that, there's, there's, too many to name. There's there's so many great uh, styles and people that are you know putting them out to perfection. So uh, I I think I enjoy an array of, of breweries now. But yeah, once you start, you know, you you, you get your introduction to it. Uh, it's hard to stay away. Jackrabbit has a really nice array of beers on the tap menu, such as IPA, sours, and lagers, and also I believe a black lager as well. Now, what goes into the process of developing the tap menu over at Jackrabbit? Tap menu specifically, uh, we, we we try to have a, a just a great mix of uh, uh, year-round offerings, year-round favorites, as well as uh, rotating uh, seasonal uh, varieties. It's sometimes it's hard to keep up because we do such a wide range of, of rotating beers that sometimes it's, people are waiting. When is this going to go on? Well, drink this one and that'll be on next. Uh, but uh, overall, yeah, it's just it's, it's trying to showcase everything we do. And we do a lot of things here at Jackrabbit. You know, one of my favorite beers there as well is Time Turns Elastic, that bourbon barrel-aged stout. And I really love the relationship between bourbon and beer. Now, what brought about by that amazing stout? I really love that beer. And I just wonder what was the inspiration behind it? What inspired us to make that was probably something to do with wanting to have a bourbon barrel stout on the menu and uh, something we could be proud of. So I want to say that beer was uh, barrel aged for uh, 14 to 16 months in that range. Uh, we released it uh, around Christmas time. And uh, yeah, we, we bottle conditioned some of it. So it's been around, it was around for a while. Uh, yeah, great beer, uh, high alcohol level. So uh, you can't have too much of it. But uh, yeah, we w really went for the the bourbon characteristics in it it wasn't overly sweet or um maybe people think it's not sweet enough uh just the style we, we chose to go with yeah but we were proud of that beer and uh yeah i have a sip of it every once in a while yeah i love that when i first had it i had it three times i actually made ice cream out of it a bourbon style barrel aged ice cream out of it, it really came out as a pretty unique interesting results because i you know cooking and baking with beer is really something i love to do and making ice cream with that was really came out some pretty fascinating results yeah yeah no that's that's awesome i love 
creativity. Uh, we, we have creativity on the brewing side, but also uh, when the consumer takes it a step further. I, I, I kind of remember through early COVID, we, we had some um, beer creations we were making and, and putting out posts on social media. And we, we got some interesting feedback. So real proud of those, you know, real proud of those types of things happening. And that's cool that you created that on your own. We just had California Craft Beer Week as part of California Craft Brewers Association. Uh, Sir Hops a lot, the IPA, another great, excellent product from Jack Rabbit Brewing. What was the inspiration behind that collaboration with the California Craft Brewers Association? Yeah, the CCBA, it's a big part of uh, what drives California Craft as far as the community and uh, legislation. And uh, it, it's a driving force to connect us all. So uh, when they reached out and said, hey, we have this um, collaboration opportunity, let's you know brew a beer um, in support of uh, the CCBA, we, we, we of course didn't pass that up. So we we ended up brewing a West Coast IPA. We called their hops a lot. Um, yeah, we just we try to have fun with our with our beers. So that's one of the beer. Yeah, that's the beer we ended up putting out. Uh, we donated a portion of the proceeds to the CCBA. So real proud of that. And uh, yeah, we'll probably do it again next year. Maybe a different beer though. In terms of IPAs, what you do see a lot of a craft beer festivals. I'm starting to see more beer styles starting to emerge. There's more Mexican lagers, pilsners. Could we probably see IPAs probably declining the popularity while also coexisting with other emerging beer styles in the future? Uh, my opinion, uh, no. IPA is not on the decline. If anything, uh, it's it's holding its ground well. Uh, brew fests are unique and there's other factors involved with which beers we bring out. Do I, I think that a lot of other beer styles are... Um, on a growth curve, but I don't think IPA is declining and, and not, my numbers don't show that. If anything, we brew more IPAs today than I did a, a year ago or two years ago today. You know, speaking of beer festivals, I saw on a website that you're recently over to Tahoe Beer Fest. How was that experience? Oh, that was great. Anytime you get to pour beer and share our beer and our passion with the community and also uh, donate to a, to a good cause is uh, something we want to be a part of. So um, the Tahoe's beautiful. Let's just, let's not lie. Uh, where they had that brew fest was, uh, you know, you could see the beautiful mountain then you could see the lake yeah it was a good time and you know, when you take a beer to beer festivals like the beer samples like the, when you pour beers to the beer festivals oh how do you decide what beers to take to beer festival uh usually it's something that well usually we either want something we want something fresh and then something memorable that's kind of my you know so something that we just came out recently so that people can go oh okay and then also something that because usually you bring at least two beers and then the other one would be um something unique or memorable i say but just unique in some way um and uh, yeah, that, that usually does well for us. Uh, last year, we, we poured a lot of our flagship hazy IPA, um, kind of leaned into what we thought the people wanted and they it was responded um, really well. Um, this year, uh, we've been, the last couple, we poured uh, our light pale ale, which is great for the season. Again, being in Tahoe or being out in uh, you know the middle of August at a brew fest, um, sometimes a 12% doubt isn't exactly what the crowd wants. So we try to go with the seasonality of it. Um, we tend to pour lighter beers, but we try to play, pour lighter, unique beer and a lighter, um, um, you know, fresh beer that we've, we've recently come out with. So what's been the biggest lesson learned in the past 10 years at Jack Rabbit and also that you could probably take into the future? I think it's all about the beer and then the people. So uh, Jack Rabbit, um, you know, we've had our growth when it comes to the beer and um, we really didn't see results until uh, the people bought in. So our community, the people around us, people we depend on, I think th that's it. Like if you have those two things in mind in, in, in starting a brewery, you're, you're 
on the right track. There, there's so many other lessons. I mean, I learned th- something every day. I could tell you three things I learned today. So yeah, yeah, it, it's not easy. Craft brew is not easy. We have a lot of uh, friends in the community that are, are struggling or struggling more than others. Um, you know, things aren't all um, roses and rainbows all the time, but you just try to make the best out of it. And uh, you keep a smile on your face, you know, happily and our employees, part of our community and uh, keep moving forward. One thing I love about your brewery are the events. Earlier this year, there was the Antique Beer Fair and also different events over at Jackrabbit. How do those events affect the ambience of Jackrabbit? Yeah, so so Jackrabbit is, is a little off the beaten path. Uh, we're, we're in an industrial area. Uh, we have to draw people out here and we know that. And so we try to we try to put on events, talk about moving forward, um, what's next. So a number of these events were born um, out of employee meetings and, and discussing what we thought might work. And someone says, let's try it. And um, we see what happens and we learn from it. Um, and we've had some great successful events. And uh, we, we hope to continue that. And uh, we do a lot of private events out here as well. But we we are open to the public anytime. So, um, you know, if anyone wants to come check us out, come check us out. And one thing I always ask my guests is, and that is when they're not at the brewery, in the event you have free time, uh, what do you do in your free time? And what is the beer that goes with that? I'm hanging out with my family, uh, kids, sporting events, um, you know, barbecues, boat trips, things like that. Just trying to go out and enjoy my time. So a lot of a lot of time for leisure. Um, I usually drink uh, light beers. I also, being in the position I'm in, get a lot of people that want me to try their beer or something they've tried and they'd like. So I get a, a real widespread of, hey, you're here now. I've been saving this beer. I want you to try it. Think, you know, tell me what you think. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, I'm a part of a couple groups of, of, of people that like to get together and drink beers. So we do that on occasion. Um, I try to support other brewers in the area. So I try to go to their anniversaries and things like that. And I mean, you try. Uh, it, it gets, yeah, it gets overwhelming. We're, we're, we're busy people, but we also, uh, we're here for a reason. We like craft beer. So being able to try as much as possible is uh, is good. Sacramento, we're an emerging city, also an emerging craft beer region. And definitely great craft beer, in my view, matches up with beer from San Francisco, San Diego, even New York, Chicago. You know, what will it take for, for Sacramento to get a national profile in the craft beer community? I think Sacramento, uh, there's a lot of individuals in Sacramento who have really struck gold when it comes to national profiles. Uh, I think uh, how to bring us all, it's, it's uh, you know, rising tide we've got to bring us all up so yeah just continue to put out good beer and try and working hard the more we can become a community we talk about the bay area or san diego collaboratively and support one another is going to benefit us all you know anytime someone's starting a new brewery or is struggling with an old brewery or just has a question for me my phone's always on i like to take those calls i like to help them in any way i can um sometimes it's just good to have someone in the same space as you um who can who can lend an opinion that has nothing really to gain from you. So um, yeah, I like to help my community. I like to help people around me. I hope everyone succeeds. Yeah, I hope we all just grow and everyone else gets out of our way. Um, that's not going to be a reality, but that would be my my hope. And uh, to grow Sacramento, we we as a community have to be seen as as greater. So um, that's going to come with a little more uh, collaborativeness. Speaking about the Sacramento Brewers Guild, you know, what role does that play for Sacramento's craft beer community? And what has been the highlight of your role in that? The local guild gives you an opportunity to be in the same room, uh, much like like the CCBA events do. Uh, CCBA is larger and the room's larger. Um, the guild's a smaller room. And um, when we have our meetings, we were able to talk about the small things that are you know regionally focused on uh, what's going on in our areas. And maybe there's certain vendors that can't get us goods and maybe someone else found a way to get them. And you know those types of help really go a long way because 
um, they can slow down a, a business cycle just because people don't have the right knowledge and having being in the same room helps a lot. So the smaller the group, the more the more you're going to get out of it so that the Sacramento Brewers Guild really benefits from that. I've been involved with the Sacramento Brewers Guild, you know, since I got into brewing, I, I've always participated. Um, I, I got involved with the board a few years ago. Last year, I was the, the president of the board. So that that's just volunteer work. It's us trying to bring up Sacramento area brewers. So um, volunteering to do that work and continuing to try to help others, um, something I'm passionate about, other people that join the board are passionate about. So yeah, you do a lot of work to just try to bring up the area. And that's that's kind of where, where it all um, yeah, comes together. Yeah, and before we wrap this up, there's anything else like to add about Jack River Brewing? Come by the tap room. Uh, anyone who hasn't been by here, uh, we we are um, just kind of a, you know, our our history. I mean, we're a, we're a local brewery. We're here in West Sacramento. Uh, we have a single tap room and we distribute uh, throughout Northern California. We're proud of what we do. We do a, a wide variety of beers. We think we do them really well. So uh, hopefully you can try them out and uh, let us know what you think and follow us on all the social media platforms, jackrabbitbrewing.com. Thank you, Earl, for joining me here, Brewstilled. Thanks for having me. That there's my talk with Earl from Jackrabbit Brewing Company in West Sacramento, California. I'd like to thank Earl for joining me here in the Brewstilled podcast. Definitely do check out Jackrabbit Brewing the next time you're in West Sacramento, California. It's an excellent brewery with great craft beer and also great events and a great atmosphere. Until next time, that should do for me in the subset of Brewstilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory as feedback is always appreciated. Also do check out this podcast over on Instagram at Brewstilled Podcast over on Instagram. Please stay tuned for future guest interviews, craft beer content, NFL season coverage, and other topics of interest. Please do enjoy some good craft beer bourbon whiskey. I'm your host Brandon. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you all next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.